The Playhouse and That's Not Canon Productions acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we are recording this show today and all surrounding areas where we live, learn, and work. We also pay our respects to Elders past, present, and emerging. Yo, yo, roomies! Yo, yo! Yo, yo! Yo, yo! I was trying to sound a bit like 80s, a bit, a bit funky fresh, but I think it went horribly wrong. Yeah, yeah definitely. Whoa, why are we talking about 80s, may I ask? Well, today we're talking to the fantastic Tegan Wooters, who is about to star as Julia in The Wedding Singer, coming to Hoda literally super soon, like within a few days. Super soon. Now, before we start off the cheeky artist intro, but is there a trend that you really like in the the 80s? 80s? Yeah. Oh, I'm very pro-scrunchy. I'm pro-scrunchy. That that is from the 80s, yes. I believe. Yeah. I think because they had, like, when you see, like, the big hair and the big ponytails, they always have, like, a scrunchie. I don't know if it started yes. in the 80s. Let it definitely didn't end up. in the 80s. I'm um, going to do a live scrunchie. Live um, Google. Live Google here. Because when I see scrunchies, they also wear, like, the tight pants for fitness and they also wear the leg warmers and the jazz shoes. But, yeah. It's a look. It's yeah. definitely a look. I'm very much pro VCR aerobics instructor aesthetic. Yeah, it's in the 80s. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Anyway, what is, what's Love. your fave trend? I was going to say scrunchies. I have so many scrunchies at home. <laughs> I feel like if you you start off buying one scrunchie, you just go on a, on a tangent, just buying more yep. and more. And then, oh, look, I've got a wardrobe full of scrunchies. Well but then, done. Then I get to the point where it's like, for example, black scrunchie, wear it all the time. So I have different textures of black scrunchie. Like I have one that's a bit more silky, one that's like a shinier silky one, one that's more of a like, not felty, it's more of like a velour material. And then you have scrunchies that vary in how how um, tight they are and how loose they are. You've got Definitely. scrunchies for different purposes. So even once you have all the colours, you still can't stop. And I also love a good shoulder pad action. Oh, love a shoulder pad moment. Especially on the blazers when you, like, especially if you're working as well. Mm-hmm. You mean business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yes, we're so excited that we're talking all things 80s because we're going to be talking about the wedding singer and this fabulous guest that we've got. Tegan Wooters. Woohoo. Here we go. Let's do it. Welcome to the show, Tegan. Thanks for having me. Now, you are Zooming all the way in Melbourne. I'm actually in Sydney. Oh, sorry, Sydney. <gasps> How oh. exciting. Thank goodness you're not in Melbourne right now because it seems like a not so great time to yeah. be in Melbourne. No. So, yeah, we um, our show obviously closed uh, quite a couple a couple of weeks early um mm-hmm. and then they got us out of out of there as soon as possible um oh. so we've all come to new south wales so we can get to queensland to you oh, guys. okay so you like left in time before like lockdown even happened really well no um <laughs> we were locked down we definitely we did lock down 4.0 for um anyone who lived in melbourne during last year so mm. we're up to that um and then once we knew that it was sort of wasn't um, it wasn't looking good, Melbourne. So that's when they um, took us all out. So we all um, came up maybe on Wednesday, Wednesday I think, yeah, this week. Um, and now we're here, still under Melbourne's lockdown rules, but yeah. we're in Sydney. Yeah, yeah. So wow. um, in the hopes, well, um, it just means that once we've done that, we can we can move to Queensland. Um, it was just a de- decision that had to be made because who who knows what's going to happen in Melbourne now? So um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very it's it's a very unpredictable time at the moment. Mm-hmm. It is. It really, really is. But how you know? I'm still so we're so super lucky that we're in Australia, right? And and theatre is back, and you know these are little bumps in the road, I suppose. But we're making it work, and producers are making it work. So mm. um, we're very, very lucky. And it must be so 
gratifying as well in this moment where things are so uncertain to still have such an exciting job that you've got happening right now with the wedding singer. Absolutely. It's, it's was so strange coming back into a room. So sort of the audition process and then getting the job and then coming back into it, it just, I, yeah, it's given me a new sense of, um, being grateful and, uh, and you, you do like you have I've had a wonderful career and I, I suddenly enjoy it so much more than I had been and um, don't take anything for granted anymore which is um, it's super it's it's a blessing really I think you know it's super exciting to be back and um, we're having the best time on this silly outrageous show yeah I was gonna <laughs> say because the wedding singer is based on the smash it of the wedding singer back in the 90s what's yeah. it been like? kind of rehearsing like a movie that's being transformed into a musical? It's an interesting process. So obviously you cannot create what was in the movie at all, you know, and put it on stage. There's so many different elements in a stage show. And this one is, uh, so The Wedding Singer is completely new music also. So uh, an amazing new score. It has two songs that were written for the movie in in the stage show. So yeah, it's a little bit different, um, obviously, to the movie, but it's it's absolutely the same storyline. Um, I don't particularly watch the movies. I've done a few sort of movie or musicals that have been turned into sorry movies that have been turned into musicals. So I don't, you know, I watched the movie before the um, audition, but then I sort of let it go because I'm not Drew Barrymore. uh, And I sort of, you you get to create your own sort of uh, experience in your own character. So um, yeah, it's different. It's exciting. Yeah. It's like like your own interpretation of how you see that character, really. Absolutely. And there's different dialogue and um, and those sort of um, iconic parts of the movie are absolutely in the stage show. But yeah, there's, it's, there's so much more to her in this musical so um she's been really really fun to create I wanted to know as well because you you were saying this isn't your first movie turned musical you know you did Dirty Dancing, Legally Blonde, Jersey Boys, Kinky, Kinky Boots, Boots. <laughs> well, Jersey, well, no Jersey Boys wasn't it's now a movie but how yeah, do Jersey you Boys went the other way how do you find the balance of there's this original IP that people are obsessed with and also staying true to yourself as an actor like how do you how do you wrestle between the two yeah, it is. Um, that is, it, it is a really hard thing to to get right. That balance of of trying to 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 give an audience what they expect to see because they do. They come going, you know. I in Dirty Dancing in Lisa, you, you want to see that sort of daft, fun, silly sort of character, but then you can't. You can't do a carbon copy because how boring as, as an actor. And, but also, like I said, I'm not that person. So you just play and create and you take sort of elements and little essences of those people and um, you make it your own. So it's hard. The balance is hard, but as long as you, yeah, you don't have that expectation of yourself to be what the movie is, then I think Mm. it's okay. And I think it with the wedding singer in particular, for me, there was no, you know, we have an Australian creative team and it was a brand new production that we were absolutely allowed to create from the get-go, however you wanted um, that character to go. So, yeah, it's been it's been a very rewarding experience to be able to create Julia, I think. Yeah, and what's it been like working with Australian creatives, cast, crew of, like, such an amazing musical like this? Oh, it was just the rehearsal process was 
one of the most fun um, times I have ever had in a room uh, because we got to a lot of musicals are carbon copies from the states that we um, or or London that we buy the rights to and you know we have those creatives come over and you're sort of just um, repeating someone else's uh, version of what they have created but this to have us like an all Australian creative team in terms of our director our musical director our um, amazing choreographer but also set and lights and um, the design of it uh, it's just been so rewarding to be in the room and to just play and I think that is the has been the most exciting thing out of all of it is to have that moment for three weeks in a room after the year that was um, to find that uh, play and creativity again um, has been yeah so 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 um, fun yeah and I love, I love what you said because you said it quite often in that um, the idea of play in the rehearsal process because it's so important when it comes to bringing a performance piece or a concept together because it does rely on play, workshopping ideas and seeing what works, seeing what doesn't and just experimenting and then see what works. Yeah, and that is something that I have discovered again. That's sort of um, what I touched on before was you forget, you forget to play. You forget that this is our job. You know, our job is to create and have fun and play and, and discover. And yeah, it, it's, we did, we did, absolutely did that. We tried things, things that didn't work and things um, that are now in the show. So that sense of play, I think is something that I will again, take with me onto the next thing. And it's something that I would recommend to anybody starting out that kind of don't forget to play. You get so in your head about how something should be or you know, with auditions that I need to be this and I need to be that, but be that joyful, play, playful, fun um, mm. person. And, you know, that will come through in your work. It's it's good. How how do you find that sense of play? Because I, I find as well, you know, you've got a script in front of you and it's so, you're like, oh, I've got to memorise that line, that line, that cue. How, what what techniques or, or things did you try to activate the play? That, that just sounds yeah. like the musical or the play, like to activate that playful sense. Yeah, I think like um, we we had a really safe room in um, this rehearsal process and I think that um, is a credit to our creative team and um, the entire cast. We, we were all on the same page and we all, um, you know, had a, a, a trust and to be not scared of failing because it's not going to work. Yes, most of the time your initial instinct on things is probably the correct the correct choice as an actor, but then to play in what, what you're getting off another person. And um, we just, we just literally failed and tried again. And that's um, to not be scared of, you know, embarrassing yourself or being silly or getting it wrong, I think is the most important part of what we do, right? Definitely. With The Wedding Singer, it is touring around Australia as well. Mm-hmm. Are you still like, with it, because it is touring around like city by city, are you still doing like little, little nitpickets of like rehearsing um, things to like improve? So yeah, so with the different cities, um, obviously it's different size stages, and we have quite a, a small um, set and stuff. So when we get to a different city, you absolutely some things have to be changed um, to sort of make it fit better. Um, but in terms of the the work that's happening on stage, that kind of gets locked in after opening night. So the intentions stay the same throughout the 
different cities and and but we do you do discover you you know after 50 shows or whatever you discover something else and you're like I never thought of it like that so you you are we are able to we have um Mikey Ralph our choreographer is actually our resident director on um this show too so you know he'll often be like well why don't you try it like that tonight we don't necessarily do rehearsals um during the day um but yeah we still have that sense of play again uh on stage um every night I love it this is so much everything. fun. I'm yeah. like, I'm never going to do it just normally again. I'm just going to play with everything. Yeah. It's, it's, it does sound, it makes it sound like it's more of a enjoyable process that way. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, this show caters for that too though, right? Because it's a comedy. It's, it's so much fun. Uh, and so you can have that, yeah, fun throughout like every show that you do, I suppose. But I, it, I don't know if that necessarily works with a different piece. Um, but with this, like I think with comedy, you always want to have that sense of play because otherwise, uh, what are you doing it for? It's not yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would yeah. Be, if you're having fun, the audience are going to have fun too. Mm. This is true. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to ask this question as well because you are um, performing in different cities as well. Can you feel a like a sense of environment of like the audience you're experiencing by city by city? Yeah, absolutely. And also the theatre space. So we've been in Adelaide and um, we were in a, a quite a, a big sort of space, um, a big um, auditorium for the audience to be in. And then Melbourne was this tiny little, the Athenaeum was um, tiny and the audience are literally, you can touch them. They're so close. So um, that vibe is very different to, you know, a big sort of space. And I don't know what... Um, what Hota is that what yeah yeah mm. yeah I don't know what that theater's like I've never been there so really are you familiar with yeah. that yeah they do all the dances Stedfords there so I've been there a million oh. times yeah. <laughs> it's a really it's a really from my understanding anyway it's a it's a really deep stage and the uh-huh. audience is quite not compact but it's not it doesn't go like on a huge on rake. A rake. it's just a rake. little it's a it's a yeah. slight rake mm-hmm. well the, the bottom level and then the stalls I haven't mm. been up in the stalls since it was the Estedford day. So my memory could be a bit rusty, but from my memory, it wasn't too steep yeah. up there either. It was a nice, flat audience. Yeah, we're going to have to find that when we watch The Wedding Singer. Yes! <laughs> I'm so excited. I booked my tickets last night because they have a student. Actually, this is a bit of a tangent, but I wanted to say I love that they have done a student price for students. Oh, there's, have there's, they? On weeknights, they have a student price. I love it. As a student, I love to see it. It makes <gasps> theatre accessible for the youngins. Fabulous. Which I think is important because, yeah, if you're a student who is interested in performing in the arts, you need that you need that taste of what the industry is like. And I know with some tickets, it's not the cheapest thing to do. So it's just no. nice getting that yeah. offer there for students who are keen and wanting to see a, a slice of the industry as well. But even just the, Absolutely. The, the regular everyday people, I feel like Wedding Singer has enough of a reach that everyone's kind of heard of the movie or they've seen the movie, but by then encouraging young audiences to come along, or old audiences, pe- students are of all ages, but um, by encouraging people to come in that maybe wouldn't necessarily, that they'd see like a $100 ticket or a $200 ticket and think, oh, I can't afford that, but they've got a $49 ticket. Well, that's a different story. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think we've got a lottery up there too. I really? saw um, $20 lottery tickets, yeah, on Facebook the other day. <gasps> for when the, the Yeah. Fabulous. Get on that. Mm. And speaking of 
like studying and wanting to have an interest in the arts. You did study at VCA. I did, yeah. I did. Um, there were, this was a very long time ago. Um, but I did their musical theatre foundation course before it became a um, bachelor. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So I did two years there. So that was, I think I graduated in 2006 or something, which you guys were born then, right? Yeah. No, oh, I wish. What? What? Oh, yeah. no, okay. I thought you meant born in 2006. I was like, I was like what? No. Thank, no. You <laughs> thank you for thinking I look 15 years old. Unfortunately, I'm a little bit old. <laughs> I was alive. That was, that was the year I moved to the Gold Coast, actually. So it's fitting that you're coming to the Gold Coast now. That was the year I moved to the Gold Coast. Fantastic. Uh. <laughs> can, you, can you walk us through... What you learnt at VCA that really helped you on your on your starting track? Mm. Is there anything that you look back on and think like, oh, that thing that one teacher said that time? Or did it set you up with any skills that otherwise you might not have had that were really useful down the line? One of the biggest things I take with me from that was, um, and this is, you know, this is when you're back as a baby I had no idea about anything you know I I mean I still claim to not have any idea about um (laughs) acting or shows or singing but I had no idea but one of our um Tim Smith one of the first things we ever learned was to just tell the story through the song so if you're thinking about and you're trying to hit a note and you're trying to hit the note and you're not telling the story it probably won't happen whereas if you're just if you just tell the story through the song your voice will follow it will give you what you need I think it's true and I always come back to yes there's technique in in um how to sing and all that kind of stuff I you absolutely need that but if you're stuck on something go back to what you're saying and um your voice will follow so I think that's um a little a little bit of wisdom that um he imparted on us back back in the day so and I think when um when you graduate from VCA as well, you probably get that, um, what do you call it? That nerves of like, what do I do now? Like, it's that kind of, it's not scary, but it's just, it's just daunting of like, yes, you've done all this training to be in this industry, but it's like, am I okay for it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's so you're in this safe little, you know, environment and then you, you let out into the big wide world. So um, a lot of the stuff that I have learnt is on the job and is, you know, from older people in the industry and mentors because you can only learn so much in a in a controlled environment. Once you actually get your first gig, it's all new and you sort of look up to those people that have done, done it before and come before you. So um, I think a lot of that, I don't think institutions necessarily teach enough of, of that side of things and how... Um, how to act when you're actually in a show. So yeah, you do, you learn a lot once you're actually in the industry and it is very scary to come out um, and be like, even going to your first audition, your mm. first real audition, it's like, what are you supposed to do? You know? Yeah, very challenging. Do you remember back from those early days, fresh out of uni, were there any moments that you think back to now that were real like game changer stepping stones into the next big thing? Yeah, like a couple of, I, I remember my first ever audition, I was still actually at the VCA, so I didn't have an a, an agent, but um, someone had, it was for Cats, um, and someone had um, gotten me an audition, and I was, I ended up being in the room by myself with the choreographer, well, the um, associate there, and um, she kept, she sort of kept saying to me, do I want it? 
like you, you know you, you have to want it more and I didn't quite understand what she meant like I yeah. was like of course of course I want to I don't know like if this is what I want to do of course like but again Baba like no idea no idea what I'm doing first ever audition and then there's this lady like yes go like you have to want it more but um I think it's that I will never like I remember that being I wasn't prepared for the audition in terms of I I was there the entire day I didn't bring food with me by the end of dancing that that entire you know learning all the choreography and going in and singing and being there for hours and hours and not eating and I think like that's when I went oh like you've got to really be prepared for your auditions but also for everything else that can happen during that day and make sure that it's like little things make sure that you have enough water and food and things to distract yourself and I take my car to all auditions because I want to have a space that I can meditate in or have a moment before you sort of go into the room and yeah it's I I just remember that being like you've got to you've absolutely got to want it to to succeed in it but I think that was a big sort of wake up and a big lesson yeah to to want it you have to there's no point being half-assed about anything in this industry because you won't make it and I feel like when you mean by like you, you have to want it, it's up to you of how you prepare yourself for it as well. There's no right or wrong way of or like a specific structure of how to prepare for an audition as well. It's up to you. And like what you said, you take your own car to you, you meditate and it's everyone's personal approach for them to really highlight their skills when it comes to auditioning as well. Absolutely. And yeah, you've got to know your own what you need. And I think after 13 years or so in the industry, I know that I need to have my own space and I know that I don't want to walk into the room and be that like, hi, and talk to everyone. Like I really, um, I don't ever want to feel like I'm being rude to anyone, but I need, for me to do the best job, I need to be away from everyone. I just need to focus, Mm. stay in my own lane. Um, Yeah, that's, that's what sort of works for me. But other people want that energy from the rest of the room or want you know happy to have a chat and be distracted whereas I'm like straight down the line like need to do this like need to focus and then can sort of you know have a chat afterwards but um like a like a debrief I think like at the end like it's all done we can all now relax now totally and you always come out like with a sense of relief um that you didn't die right the stakes feel so high and then you're like ah I didn't well, die. here I am yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just me 15 yeah. minutes later than when it was before <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's right. so true though. um I'd love to know then you're you talking about you have to want it what what do you want now what's your your big goal that you're working towards I think you know what this show has taught me this show has honestly changed my life I think after you know and I don't ever want to keep harping on about COVID but after having it all taken away from us from the arts industry you know all the entertainment industry we just to have yeah to have it back now and and um well as as much as it's sort of coming back I want to it really has given me that new lease on I, this is what I want. I want to continue. I was absolutely questioning it, you know, 18 months ago. Uh, and now I I can say and I, I stand here and I'm like, this is exactly what I want to do. I'm exactly where I should be um, and I want to continue to perform and um, 
and act and you know do do everything I think um but musical theatre is my my one and only love I I just I just want um to be on stage and use my voice and uh yeah that's what I want I just want to keep doing what I'm doing this is um I feel so very lucky and grateful and blessed to be in this position again after you know it being all sort of taken away so um I just want to be here it's that's lovely what you said as well because everyone I'm pretty sure everyone by now who are not associated to the to the industry as well they realize how valuable and fragile the entertainment and arts industry is and how important it is for performance like you Tegan as well of how beautiful it is yeah and how much we rely on it right you know like I just think last year how you know no one sort of um necessarily you know our our, I'm not going to get political but our governments you know the the um, we didn't get the art, the funding for artists or anything. We weren't considered for JobKeeper and all that, oh, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but then they're very happy to stay, to lock everyone down and make everyone, uh, everyone was watching Netflix and Stan and all those sorts of things. I was like, or listening yep. to music or mm-hmm. like watch. I was like, well, hold on a minute. Like, where does that all come from? Yeah, that's mm. your job. Where does it come from? Like, <laughs> that's not for free. Yeah, we're paying for that. Like, so yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think uh, hopefully people now realize um, and not not take artists for granted um, mm. because yes, it's absolutely a it's a joy and a passion, and we get to do what we love. But also, you know, it's real work. It's hard, and we are essential. Yes, we are. <laughs> absolutely. Because otherwise, what are you going to do at home? Yeah, literally <laughs> the. <laughs> <gasps> oh dearie me now we're going to do a complete 180 here we do have a super fun game to play with you if you would like to play along oh, i shall play i'll attempt to yay <laughs> well the game is called julia gulia or look like a foolia so obviously <laughs> very much inspired by your character julia in the wedding singer whose yes. whose name could be we don't know we don't know what will happen but her, her last name could end up being gulia should be it julia could gulia. be it so could end up being that. We'll have we'll have to stay tuned in the musical to see what happens yes. there. Um, so we're going to give you some '80s trends, and uh-huh. if it's a trend that you think absolutely should be making a comeback, it's a Julia Gulia. But if it's something that you're like, no, we we can move on. Look like a Fulia. Fulia or a Julia Gulia. All right. Mm. Fabulous. Well, are you ready? Okay. Yes. Number one, neon clothing. Look like a Fulia. <laughs> so sorry. No, it's fair. I mean, each to their own, you know. <laughs> like it's interesting, but at the same time, it's a bold choice. I couldn't pull it's it off. Not for me, it not is very me, bold. No. <laughs> All right, number two, big hair. Yeah, Julia Gulia, bring it back. Woo! Bring it back. Yeah. Oh my Woo! goodness, I'm loving it. I remember, I remember seeing photos of my mum because she was like, she was born in like um, the 70s, but like kind of had her like. I the big say perm. Big, yep. <laughs> and I was like, and my and, I, and her sisters as well. I think they had the big perm as well. And I'm like, oh, that is a thing that should come back. <laughs> my mum has the natural perm. She's like super curly, so she just like it just does that. Oh. She's still got it. Oh. I'm like, go girl. Jealous. Living Some of the it. wigs in the show totally eighties. Like, oh, if if you could have a hairdresser or a, a stylist do your hair every single day, it would be amazing. Big, big, big hair. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number three, spandex. 
What was the bad one again? <laughs> Get it out. Oh, look, look like a folia. Look like a folia. Love the name, spandex. Don't love Bandex. the name. Don't love the name. Don't love the finish. No. I like it for a dance costume, though. Very useful oh, for a dance totally. costume. The next one? Oh, I'm a fan of this one, but I'm curious to know what your input is. Shoulder pads. Oh, yeah. Julia Gullia. Thank you. <laughs> Just the way they make your shoulders look and your, yeah, bring them back. I love them. It's a power move. I was going to say, pads. you feel like 10 times more powerful when you wear shoulder pads. Yeah. And they kind of have brought them back. There is like, you know, there's some, yeah, at the moment, there are sort of like little, little pads in little clothes. I've got some. Yeah. Ooh. I was going to say, like I wear like a blazer every now and then into the podcast as well. And they have shoulder pads and I'm like, I am ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Looks good. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So that is Julia Gulia. And we're going to do the last one. Leg warmers. Nah, it looks like a fully. I mean, <laughs> you can obviously like... No, nah, we don't need them. We don't need them. That yeah. is spandex gone. Yeah. yeah. Have you Thanks. have you had like worn leg warmers before? Yeah, like for dance, you know, growing up. Absolutely. True. I mean, not not. Um, I mean, <laughs> in saying that, I wear socks over leggings at the moment because my ankles always get very cold. So maybe I do need to get some um, <laughs> leg warmers. <laughs> not for the fashion, just for the practical just ability, the comfortability. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what about blue eyeshadow? What do you think about like the colourful mm-hmm. eyeshadow? I love it. I, I don't know if you can tell. I've got purple eyeshadow on today. It's probably oh, washing yeah. me out it's of like it. A shimmery. I love it. I love a colourful eyeshadow moment. Mm. Especially yeah. if that coordinate. It's the same. It's the same purple as my jumper. Sorry for just killing that microphone. Um, same purple as my jumper. So I was like, why not? I'm going through a phase. I don't know if it's forever, yeah. but I'm loving it for now. But I, I love think, it. Some yeah. of the girls in the show have. The, they do the most magnificent eighties. Eyes, Kirby Burgess, who plays Linda, and um, Nadia Komazek, who plays um, Holly. They do these, yeah, outrageous um, eyes. Bring it back. So good. We'll have to have a look at Bring it when it we back. watch The Reading Singer and just look, really look really closely. I'm like, their eyes, I'm like, they're amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting yeah. back in row U, but I'm sure I'll still be able to see it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come and say hello afterwards and I'll show you. They, they wear them out. So. Oh, perfect. Oh, legendary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're set. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Tegan, for joining us today. We've really, really loved having you on. My pleasure. Thank but... you for having me. It was lovely to meet you both. Oh, anytime. We've got we've got one more question, a cheeky mm. question, and it's normally the question we ask our guests at the end of the episode as well, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like the the main the sum the sum up the sum up really, uh-huh. and with performers, artists, crew members as well, they have their home somewhere, whether it's at their their theatre space or at home and whatnot. So our question for you is, where do you call home? It's a biggie though. Okay. <laughs> it is a big question. Um, I'm going to say that home is with my family. Mm. Yeah. It definitely, um, it doesn't matter where we are in the world, but home is absolutely on stage and, and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, my true, my heart lies with my um, family. So definitely. I'm going to say family. Definitely. And Beautiful. on the stage. So both. Bit of both. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> well it's been an absolute joy having you on the playhouse podcast today and we're just going to do a quick plug plug in of the wedding singer so where's where's the wedding singer happening 
We are coming to you guys to Hota from the 18th to the 26th of June this year, 2021. Um, so we will see you there. And then we head to Sydney after that till um, middle of July. So exciting. Um, yeah. If anyone's around, please come and see us. Come and say hello and um, come for a bit of fun. It is outrageous. You won't be disappointed, I promise. <laughs> and where can people follow you, like the listeners that are interested in following your creative journey? So on Instagram, um, I am at Tegan Wooshes. So I'll be there. Woohoo! Legendary. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming onto the podcast. It was so excited to see you. It's the wedding singer! <laughs> thank The Playhouse. Playhouse, the pick. Sorry, sorry, pick. that was awful. <laughs> Go for it, get going. It's like, what? Pick. pick. The, the Playhouse. Play pick, pick, the Playhouse pick. <laughs> <laughs> I hate now, it. now, if Tegan has got you keen for this 80s musical extravaganza, you can catch The Wedding Singer at Home of the Arts or Hotter from the 16th to the 26th of June. It sounds like a fun Saturday night in the city. And just to clarify, the city of the Gold Coast. Woo! We love a Gold Coast moment. Go Gold Coast. The Gold Coast is pumping right now. It really is. Good on you, We're Gold having Coast. a moment. <laughs> now, I'm a massive fan of this next pick. It has got me feeling good. Ooh. We're now learning why I was support vocals for choir and mm-hmm. I was not a singer. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ridian Lewis presenting the music of Christmas King himself. And actually, I want to clarify, to me, he is a year-round king, Mr. Mm-hmm. Michael Bublé. Oh, I, I adore Michael Bublé. I yep. actually like have oh. been the biggest fan of him since I was single digits. As usual, birds flying high. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I feel. Go girl. <laughs> and I used to. I was um big fan of him, and I've seen him every time he's come to Australia. Instead of going to schoolies, I went and saw him. You mentioned that before, eh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love love good. love Michael Bublé. So shout out to Riddy and Lewis and his three piece band. They're going to take you through. All of the classic hits that will make you sway all night long. The puns in this script are too much for me to handle. <laughs> if you're a Buble fan like me, then come fly with me up to the Pillbeam Theatre in Rockhampton on the 14th of June or see it when it travels somewhere beyond the sea at the Calandra <laughs> Events Centre on the 16th of June. Now, this next Playhouse pick is one of my favourite places that is the iconic Queensland Theatre and their production of White Pearl. Now, this is such an important story that explores the toxic corporate culture, casual racism and the complexity of pan-Asian relations through whitewashed beauty ideals and explores the world of the boardroom of Claire Day Cosmetics where beauty is only white skin deep. Now, this runs at the Billy Brown Theatre from the 17th of June to the 10th of July. That sounds really, really awesome. Now, we've had some amazing roomies on the show so far, as you already know, and we love seeing all of the work that they're doing and and giving our support to them because they supported us early on, especially, Mm. you may remember scene six, we spoke to Sam Klingner. He was one of our first guests and he's always been really supportive of us. So we wanted to give him a shout out for his upcoming production with SK Entertainment. Shout out. Shout out to Sam with the Tap Pack Tour. We spoke about the tap pack when he was here. Yeah, we did. So go have a listen back to episode six to hear more about the tap pack. But in a nutshell, Mm. it's a high energy tap comedy show set to some old school classics with a fresh twist. They kickstart, haha, or should I say they kickball change? Start their, no, I'm so sorry. I'm not saying that again. They tap their way. They they kickball change. I was trying (laughs) to think of a tap tap step that's got a kick in it. There aren't too many. They time step their, (laughs) they take their first, 
Time step into their tour on the 18th of June in Gladstone and continue tapping through Queensland and northern New South Wales until the 18th of July. So pop along. And if you want to hear all of these fabulous details of what the Playhouse Picks is up to, you can always catch up on these show notes on the episodes as well. And also follow our socials on Instagram and Facebook. See you there. Aww, we're nearly at the end of the episode. Absolute bummer. Bummer. But it was an absolute joy speaking to Tegan. Yes. Oh, my <laughs> God. She is delightful. Mm. And I really loved learning, you know, that moment when she was talking about that audition with Cats and the, was it associate choreographer? Was that what she had said? It probably would have been one of the creatives in it. Yeah. Yeah. Saying, like, do you want it? Mm. She's like, oh, my God. It's so true, though. Like, how many times do you end up in a scenario where you're kind of just, they're just, just. You just you want know. to, yeah. But like, if, like if you're just coasting through, I think it's a good reminder to be there because you want to be there. Mm. Like a good mindset shift. I think that's what I what I really clicked with. I was like, oh, yeah, Definitely. she's right. Only do stuff you want to do. For sure. And actually like prove that you want to be there. Mm. Behave like you want to be there. Exactly. Mm. I think my what about ta- you? Yeah, I was going to say, most of the, I think the main take I got from it, and we've mentioned it, and she's mentioned it quite a few times as well, is the notion of play. Mm. in the rehearsal process because I think as artists like yourself and myself as well and the amazing ladies that work here and also Zane as well but when you're like in a rehearsal process you just think of the most what do you got you go down to the nitty-gritty and just research and analyze everything and just be so serious about it but you you don't you kind of forget of why you're there you're there to have fun Mm. and if you're having fun in the rehearsal process then it's gonna just come out more naturally and it will be more more vibrant. Yeah. When you see the final outcome on stage as well. And if you see everyone having fun with play and et cetera, then the show itself would be amazing. Yeah, we are live. Definitely. But it is time for us to head off, Chels. While we're here, yeah. um, make sure you press subscribe. If you're not subscribed or if you're on is it no, it's follow on Follow on follow on Spotify, Spotify subscribe, subscribe on, on Apple, Apple Podcasts, yeah, or whatever app you're on. I don't know you. We've also got Stitcher as well, so you can also yeah, we're well. on there too. We're on we're on all the platforms. So we're, we're whatever you're doing. Also, if you're feeling generous, maybe leave us a review. Ooh. We don't have too many. I was having a look on Apple. We don't have any written reviews on there. Oh, I know. I was like, ah, maybe Call I should outs. write one myself. And then I was like, <laughs> no, I should do that. <laughs> Definitely. Now, when we before we're going to head off, we're going to do a tricky hint. Oh, about next week's episode. Yeah. Now, we've interviewed uh, a, a roomie about this production. We have. And now we've got the performers. Yeah. They're going to be talking about this production as well. Should we? I'm just thinking about it. Should we discuss the roomie we were talking to about? And then they can hopefully go back to it and then read it or like listen to it. And they'll be like, ooh. ooh. I was going to say, gee, Chels, I don't know. Whoa. <gasps> Mama ooh. Mia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here we go again. <laughs> is that a giveaway? I don't think so. Try and guess who it is. DM us if you reckon you can guess who we're talking to. Give it a guess. I'm going to leave it right there because you should you should know that by now. That's a good clue. Yeah. We're going to head off now. And we're going to say bye. See you later, roomies. And same. That's Not Canon Productions podcast. Hi, we're the QRC of a child podcast. I'm Anton, the son. Age 10, and I'm the daddy. I'm <laughs> <laughs> the daddy. I'm the daddy. Aged a few multiples of 10. And we're curious about, well, 
everything. <laughs> the more you look at the world, the more you understand, and then the more you will see. We're a podcast about history, science, storytelling, and... The curiosity of a child. We like to dig into different topics, everything from the humble ox... They've been really important for the development of mankind, and in that episode I had to learn about castration. Sorry about that. <laughs> Two, the most popular Christmas toys of yesteryear. We don't just talk, though. We like to experience. That might mean recording on location a 5,000-year-old dolmen full of spiders and reportedly the entrance to the fairy realm. Or simply tasting spices from across the world to uncover where they came from, how the trade affected people's lives, and how they were used. So, please listen to the... Curiosity of a Child... Dun-dun. Podcast!